Hey you guys, it's Rebecca. And this is Lily. And you're listening to Just Ghoulie Things. Ooh. Hey guys, welcome back to Just Ghoulie Things, and we're your hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. So this week we decided to do something a little ghoulie. Um, get back to our um to our ghostly shenanigans. And oh no, I spilled a raisin. Damn it, Lily. This is why we can't have nice things. Okay, I'm done now. Raisins are, I like raisins. I love raisins. You know what? I feel like people either like raisins or they hate raisins. Like, there's no in between. <laughs> what an odd statement. All right. Okay. Uh, sorry, that just reminded me that. Anyway, um, so today we're going to be talking about haunted objects. Ooh. Yeah, so we, um, we did our research. We found some interesting accounts, and we are going to read them here. So... Let's just get right into it, right? Let's do it. I'll start. So this is labeled Haunted Couch. It goes, when my parents got married in 1947, they purchased a lot of furniture from an estate sale that belonged to a doctor. Long story short, there was a particular couch included in this lot. It was a nice old couch and all, and my mom placed it in the front room of our home. We only used the room on holidays and such because there was that was where all the nice furniture was. And at Christmas time, we would take pictures and put the tree up in there when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Also, my dad had the house built, and we were the only people that had ever lived there. As a child, that front room was so nice and peaceful to spend time in. When I became older, the room took on another feeling. It was so heavy and thick that you could feel something telling you to get out of there. Mm. It's weird. We often would see a gray human-like form standing in the hallway leading to that room. We would notice something out of the corner of our eye and take a look at the doorway. Whatever it was, was starting to materialize just standing there. Things like this would go on for years. Friends and other family members would notice it too when they would come over for a visit. You had to pass by that room to lock the front door. Sometimes it was, sometimes it was all I could do just go by the room itself because the dark presence was in there it was downright spooky and disturbed us for many years the weird thing about it was that dark presence was only associated with that front room Mm. nowhere else in our home was ever a dark disturbing feeling or presence we never knew what it was until many years later after i had moved out let's hear it so My brother and I were talking on the phone one day, and he said the old front room does not feel strange anymore. I thought that was weird in itself because of so many years of the bad feeling in there. When I went to visit on vacation back in 2008, I arrived at nighttime to my dad's house. My brother was there, and after saying hello for a few minutes, the first thing I did was go in that front room. I asked my brother to leave the light out. That was something I would have never done growing up there. Sure enough, as I went into the dark room, it was the most pleasant and peaceful feeling. The air was clear. (laughs) I'm sorry. Dark room haunted or not, I'm afraid of the dark, but still. True. But I think it was just like, but that's how you know there's a peaceful presence when even if you're in dark, like you're not thinking negative. All You're overflowing with positive energy and calm. So that means something's there. A good thing. Like a guardian angel. You got me there. The air was clear and no feeling of fear whatsoever. I asked my brother to turn the light on, and the first thing I noticed was that old couch was gone. I asked my brother what had happened to it, and he said Dad gave it to someone at his church who needed a couch. <laughs> that, was, that, that was 
That was the first time we ever thought of that strange presence being associated with that couch. I can only feel sorry for the people who have that thing in their house now. <laughs> we found out later that the doctor who all the furniture belonged to enjoyed children. I assume he hated teenagers and adults, and maybe that's why it felt so nice and pleasant in there as a child, but I'm only guessing here. That makes sense wow. because she felt she loved it growing up, mm-hmm. going to the front room Christmas, all joys, blah, blah. And then as she got older, and then as she got older, it was getting worse and worse and worse. But then as soon then. as that's taken out, everything's back to normal. Ka-chow! And it would have nothing to do with the house because it was built when they moved there. So it was brand new. The only thing that they could also associate it with was maybe if it was a haunted ground, like it was Native American burial site or something. But True. but yeah, so it seems like they cracked the code and it was all that couch's fault. So That's insane. Yeah. So, Lil, what's your next story? All right. My next story is haunted object, and then in parentheses it says offering bowl. Okay. So this one says, so I'm no stranger to the paranormal. A lot of people are scared of ghosts and all that, but it's never actually bothered me. I'm convinced I got a ghost or two hanging around me, never malevolent. They've actually helped me find things a few times, keys or headphones or whatever. While I bought this handmade copper bowl at, a, at an antique store a while back, I used it as a plant pot for a while, grew a little fern. Aww. That's sweet. And when I moved, I ended up emptying it, and it just laid around. I used, to, I used it to hold candles. I was burning so that wax wouldn't drip everywhere. I got into a really rough spot mentally and remember saying, if anyone can hear me, help me. I tossed a coin in like in a wishing well. Well, I felt better. Landed a great job. Relationship was going well. I was okay. I ended up just putting spare change in it. Well, I ended up taking out a few quarters for something, and the second I did, I felt wrong. I left my house, slipped on the sidewalk. Wind and weather suddenly turned cold. Wow. Yeah, something just felt wrong. So I went home, put them back in, and felt better again. I think I made some kind of offering bowl on accident. <laughs> Ever since I've been dropping things of material value in pennies or shiny buttons or handmade rings, I make jewelry at home. I've tested it out a few times too. Put a ring in it, left it for a day or two, took it out and wore it. Something bad happened. Put it back. Everything was back to normal. It's like I've made an offering bowl that gives good luck when I feed it, but curses you when you take it off. Wow. I'm not afraid or worried about it. I just don't take anything out now. And I'll leave a ring or some pennies in there occasionally. Just figured this would be the place to ask if anyone knows what's going on. Huh. Well, definitely. I I don't know what's going on. You definitely have an offering bowl there. That is a very weird story. Mm -hmm. That's interesting. You just can't leave anything that you actually need. Just put everything like... Just pennies or... I mean, my dumbass would accidentally take off like a $1,000 wedding ring. Right, and right? just put in there. like, oh, I'll just throw... Oh, no! Right, <laughs> and then... Bef- yeah. No, I mean, to, in, in my, my own personal opinion, I'm wondering if, you know, this was happening beforehand. To the previous owner? Yeah. Yeah, well... And if that's why they got rid of it, because they were like, I can't handle this emotional, like... Yeah, you know these emotion, this emotional roller coaster. It kind of reminds me of like the Midas touch, where like everything touched to go- turns to gold, and he can't stop controlling it. It's like that with the offering bowl. But um, yeah, yeah. 
I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Like the more you feed it, the better it is. But when you take anything out, after a while, the bowl's going to overfill and then. True. And then the question becomes, you know, do you have to add more than the last? Like if you toss in a couple of pennies, will it accept more than a couple of pennies, you know? Do you have to put in more than that? Do you have to do a dime and then a ring and then a button and then, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, you know, intelligent the aura around it is, but it seems that it is some kind of of a luck type thing. Interesting. All right. Well, my next story. So um, this one's labeled. This is also a haunted front room, but it's more associated with the different antiques that this woman's mom had collected. So it reads, my mom used to collect antiques, which she kept in the front room of our house. Several things happened over the years relating to that room, depending on what antiques were in there at any given time. My mom had two cabinets, which she kept her antiques in. One cabinet was the better than the (laughs) other, and she would say that she would get feelings sometimes if she did not put a certain piece in the nice cabinet like the antique piece or whatever energy it held was unhappy about not being placed in the nicer cabinet. You could chalk it up to some latent OCD, but another (laughs) time... My sister woke me up late at night. She had just come home from her boyfriend's house and she was watching TV in the family room, which was a room over from the front room living room, and she heard something. I was irritated that she woke me up. She was always afraid of usually nothing, in my opinion, so I went, uh, I went with her to show her everything was okay until I got halfway to the front room and heard what she heard. It sounded like someone was moving the furniture around on the carpet. Being the ever-logical one, I was worried someone had somehow broken into our house, even though there really was no way it could have happened without anyone knowing. Mm -hmm. And as I said, my sister just came home and would have had to pass the front room on her way in, and she didn't see anything. So we went and got our dad. He marched right to the front room, flipped on the light, and nothing was there. Nothing to see. No more noise. My sister and I slept in the same bed that (laughs) night with our door locked. Yes. I don't blame you, Same. That, yeah. So the scariest thing that ever happened to uh, happened related to the front room slash my mom's season in my mom's antiques occurred when I was nine to ten years old. I still get chills thinking of this now, and I'm in my forties. Oh, I'm ready. My mom went out to do a quick errand and left me in my room alone. At the time, one of my older sisters worked at this restaurant in which she was required to wear cowboy boots. <laughs> This is important because we would always know when she was home. You would hear the distinctive sound of her boots, and she also had a huge keychain that would jingle whenever she moved. So I was playing alone in my room door shut when I heard the sound of boots walk from the front room down the hallway in front and stop in front of my door. At first, I thought nothing of it. I figured my sister just got home from work. The odd thing was I did not hear the front door open, Nor did I hear the jingle of her keys, so I called out her name and no answer. I looked under the slat of the bottom of the door and saw two shadows of what looked like boots. I said my sister's name one more time, and when I didn't get an answer, I freaked out and hid under my bed. (laughs) About two minutes later, my mom came home. I called for her because I was terrified out of my mind. She came to my room and acted like everything was normal. I thought maybe my sister was playing a trick on me, but there was no one else in the house. And my sister was in Nevada that week with her boyfriend. (gasps) I didn't know that until my mom came home. Oh, no. So maybe this was her sister's doppelganger. We got to do a doppelganger. 
we do have to do a doppelganger episode. So maybe like they're like the universe is. Ooh, ooh! I have an idea. A different dimension. I have an idea. What's I up? I have an idea. What if someone was gonna break into the house, but her sister's doppelganger was like, "No, no way!" And that was the doppelganger's way of letting her know she was safe. Ooh, I like that. I can't tell if it's like a stretch or not. Honestly, with all these dimensions, anything is possible. So yeah, honestly, true. There's so many different dimensions. I mean, there's dimensions where where they, where dogs are the humans and where are the dogs where we get leashes and we're walked around. And I mean, there's so many different possibilities. So like, it, you can't you can't turn down any possible scenario. Wow. So yeah, that was mine. Oh, I love that. It was a good one. Have you ever heard anyone refer to? Um, like throwing up is booting. No. Like, oh man, I feel like I'm gonna boot. Not at all. Where's that? No. No. I don't know. I just heard it. Like, in, I remember in high school. There's okay. So there is a page for what we called the plague, which was just a like a massive flu outburst. There's like a Wikipedia page. What? There was a massive flu outburst. Um, one year that I was in high school or whatever, and literally, I. <laughs> I coined the term Bootgate boot 2015 because everyone would be like, oh, she booted. <laughs> Literally like, never heard of that in my life. So, yeah, you know how you had, like, gate to something? Yeah. Like, Watergate, whatever? Bridgegate? Bridgegate. Yeah. Um, it became Bootgate. Bootgate 2015. Wow. Yeah. And this was in 2015, too? Yeah, so oh. it was, I guess it was just a high school thing. I don't know. My high school had some weird slang. I'm sure yours did, too. Oh, for sure. Mine had crazy slang. I remember, so before, car, so obviously, like, my lip gloss is cool. My lip gloss is popping. Classic. Right? Popping. So that phase kind of, you know, like, disappeared for a while or, like, wasn't as popular. And then in 2012, I heard it. This is before, like, Cardi B was all over. Mm-hmm. And I picked it up, like, at my new school. People would be like, oh, that's popping, or your shoes are popping. So I still did this day. I'll be like, okay, popping. I'll see you there. Bye. And that's something I picked up in 2012 and have been using since. And I remember getting, like, eye rolls or people being like, you're still using that. Or people being like, what the fuck? What the fuck does popping mean? <laughs> and now Cardi B comes in. She's like, what's popping? And I'm like, finally, come Someone bring it back. And she brought it back. Thank you, Cardi, for you know, reinstituting my lexicon. <laughs> All right. I think that is um, the sign that we need to go to the next story. <laughs> yeah, my bad. Okay. So this one, much like the other, is just called Haunted Object. So it starts off, comes in pretty strong. Listen, I'm a skeptic. I've been a lawyer for the past 10 years and I'm about two-thirds of the way from being a licensed clinical psychologist in my home state. Ooh, ooh. You go this guy. <laughs> this guy. I understand Occam's, Occam's razor and how simple explanations are normally best. I also know how impressionable people's minds can be, especially when disturbed or stressed. However, my family and I are having an issue and I just have no rational way to deal with it, so I'm looking for some advice. Um, I'll preface this all with the following. We've lived in this rental for the past 14 months and have not had one single negative issue other than having to confront a neighbor or two about loud music. Now, I don't even know if I currently believe in anything involving the supernatural or even anything religious oriented. I have in the past, but not necessarily now. That being said, I have an open mind. Nothing has happened here until yesterday. That was written in all caps, therefore it needed to be shouted. <laughs> Nothing has happened here until yesterday. 
I'm a big gamer in my spare time, which is not very often with a three-year-old and a pregnant wife. <laughs> Yesterday, I bought Resident Evil 7 for the PSVR. What's that? PSVR. Oh, um, uh, the PlayStation, PlayStation Virtual Reality. Reality. Took me a minute. <laughs> and so Resident Evil 7 for the PSVR, and there, and there has been just strange shit happening ever since. I bought it yesterday around lunchtime and then came home from GameStop. I had to leave again to get my car into the shop for some repairs. I left the game at home while I was out and the family stayed. When I returned home, my wife was in the living room floor crying. My daughter was fine. My wife asked why I hadn't responded to my phone. Apparently, while I was out, she and my daughter were watching videos on the laptop in her bedroom when they both heard a gigantic bang in the living room. We have a gliding chair we initially used for getting our daughter to sleep when she was a baby. The chair had somehow fallen forward toward the direction of the entertainment center with my consoles, etc. Hmm. There's no, there's just no way this chair would be able to fall forward like that for no reason. Yeah. No way. But those things are heavy too. Yeah. I remember having a gliding chair and mm -hmm. especially, you know, not only does it have to have the momentum to glide. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. spooky enough. But gliding and then and falling. Then flipping over, yeah. Yeah, that's terrifying. And that's terrifying enough regardless of, you know, even if you are a, a pregnant woman with your child and then you hear a slam and, like, you think that's, you know, whoever you're living with got angry and you're like, well, yeah. shit, they, they're flipping chairs. You know, that's scary enough, yeah. right? And now there being no explanation other than the paranormal, of course. So I tried to reason with my wife about it and come up with some kind of explanation. I thought my daughter may have positioned it in a funny position, and it just fell. Regardless, I wrote it off. But last night, I was playing Resident Evil 7 late and heard my coffee pot making its usual noises. Now, I had coffee way earlier in the day, but hadn't for some 10 hours or so. Our coffee pot turns off by itself unless you manually, manually turn it back on, and then it will just stay on until turned off again, I think. <laughs> okay, I don't know how coffee pots work, but me neither. But I'm a Keurig girl. <laughs> Mine just yeah, we're turns a off. Family, I I don't know nothing about coffee. Anyways, I absolutely did not turn it back on again. I was just sitting there playing the VR, playing with the VR goggles, and then it was on. Still, I tried to chalk it up to maybe one of us accidentally turning it on, which is a stretch. Today, we left for a family outing, and I was the last one out of the house. I for sure turned off all the lights as I'm a stickler about such things, which I don't blame him. Like, in a rental, light electric adds up. Oh, for sure. So, yeah, definitely turning the lights off and definitely not even, like, turning off that coffee pot, but I don't plug that shit. You know what I mean? Oh, That's, for sure. You don't just leave that, you know, the light bill is going to go mm -hmm. up. So, I, you know, I'm a stickler about such things. I totally get that. I know they were all off when I left. Then, when we got home this evening, the living room light was on, and all of these so-called occurrences are just really messing with us tonight. <laughs> I have an unborn child and my daughter. I hate to move, but I don't want my family in danger. I threw out Resident Evil 7 at my wife's request a few hours ago, but this is all messing with me very badly. The game is in the garbage bin out on the street. Could it be the object? Is it the house? Is it all a great big coincidence or is something attracted to one of us? I don't know if I believe in these things, but I do know enough has happened to make me write this so somebody's input would be immensely and wholeheartedly appreciated. Hmm. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, 
I don't know if it has something to do with the game, though. I don't know. Well, when I when I read this, you know, of course, the name Resident Evil, but there's so many violent video games. That oh, yeah. Really, that doesn't make it that Mm-mm. special. If it was the video game of, you know, Haunted House of Man with... And it was doing the God, same exact yeah, things in exactly. the video game, but... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it has to do with the VR goggles. I don't know if it's the specific game, though. I don't... Hmm. Ooh, what if the game, what if the goggles put him in a trance, he does shit and then forgets? Mm. Although that wouldn't explain the bang when he wasn't around. Or maybe he was around. <sighs> That's my guess. That's my guess. Spooky VR goggles. Haunted VR goggles. And it possesses you. you. Yeah, I'm going to have to ask you to call PlayStation immediately. I mean, I've played VR. Um, VR like, is not- so real. It's spooky how you feel like you're in that world. I remember my brother's friend bringing his VR goggles on and I remember thinking I was about to fall off a building and I just like screamed. They're like, Willie, shut up. It's 2 a.m. And I'm like, what? Oh, I completely forgot. Like, yeah, I was, I was in, I did the one with it's like you're in the shark cage underwater. <gasps> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Insane, yeah. insane. Yeah. There's a couple of times I like trip forward because like you just, you lose your depth perception and all of it's, your, yeah. Yeah. Soon enough, we're just going to live in a world where everything's just VR and like we don't even know what reality is anymore. You know what? I'm down. Because reality in my life right now, I'm down to be in a shark tank. Let's Jesus be Christ. Oh, God, oh. love. Oh. Laughs and turns into cry. Yeah. Oh. Okay. All right. On that great. sad note, um, my next story, I labeled Haunted Grandma. Haunted great, haunted great grandma. I'm sorry. Have you ever seen on Family Feud when he goes name something you don't want to see in a house and the guy presses the buzzer and goes naked grandma? Yes, <laughs> it's classic. I think that actually was on the board, but like not naked grandma, but like seeing someone naked. Yeah. Okay, so this reads: the only haunting I've ever experienced was through furniture slash possessions. My great grandmother fussed over all of her furniture. We're talking plastic on the couches and chairs, but she particularly fussed over all of her cherry wood furniture. She dusted it at least twice a day and nothing was ever to be set on it. Shortly after she passed, I was 19 and moved into my first apartment alone. Mm-hmm. My grandmother insisted I took all of my great grandmother's cherry furniture and a few other miscellaneous things like a hairdryer and a bag of old phones. Why a bag of old phones? A uh, bag of old phones. That's, that's a weird, weird unit of measurement. A bag of old phones, like a bunch of flip phones. Yeah, I want to know what kind of phones yeah. they and are. And also, no offense, but I don't want my great-grandmother's hair dryer. I feel like that's kind of crusty. I got my... <laughs> right? I like, I feel my... like great-grandma's, like, they have, like... She probably had a hair dryer from, like, the 1940s. I did, um... When my great-grandmother passed away, um... I got this weird, like, hair and hair, uh... It was, like, came in a suitcase. It was, like, a portable... It actually was kind of like a hair dryer came in like a little case and you'd plug it in and you'd put a cap on and it's like you know those head things that they put on the yeah phones, like that for portable so like what for like, yeah for like women when they always wanted to have their hair done yeah and it was my great did it actually hair. work i don't remember oh did you think, use it? I, think it I don't i don't i i remember like looking at it and playing with it because i was in about fourth grade when she passed away oh, okay and i think also um, but yeah, like, you know, old things like that. I got like an old, like, uh, you know, I didn't get a hair dryer and a bag. Of, what kind of grandmother? Great has grandmother, a bag of bag old is, phones. You know what? Honestly, that's something one of my grandmothers would do. She'd be like, they make great decorations. And somehow it would look cool by grandma magic. But that, okay, enough. All right. Sorry. 
Soon after I was all moved in, weird stuff started to happen. When I was 19, uh, DSL was happening high-speed internet at the time, so I needed a phone line, being that my internet was hooked up to it. I went through the back of phones, and the most recent one, the most decent one was cordless with an electronic answering message, uh, answering machine all in one. I set it all up, made sure everything was erased, got my answering machine on there, and I was good to go. I left the ringer off because I planned to only really use it for the DSL. By that time, my cell phone was already my primary source to be contacted. <laughs> yeah, we'll try I'd hope that so. through a Ziploc bag. <laughs> I, a few days later, I'm in my bathroom getting ready for work, and I hear my answering machine click on, only it's not my voice I'm hearing, it's my great-grandmother's. <gasps> I watched myself in my mirror with my eyes getting wide and slowly leaning into my living room to be sure of what I was hearing. This is Dorothy last name. Sorry I missed your call. Please <gasps> leave a message with your name and number. Thank you. The answering machine beeps, and then it's recording of her friend leaving her this long, drawn-out message. By this point, I'm in the living room, standing in front of the answering machine, with my jaw basically dropped, my blush brush in one hand and my <laughs> blush in the other. Then I'm taken back even further when my grandmother answers the phone, <coughs> and her and her friend begin having a conversation. I stood there for another five minutes, at least second-guessing myself on if I really set it all up, and that was actually happening. Finally, I get freaked out enough to hit the stop button. I spent the rest of the time to reset everything, record my message again just to be sure, and I head off to work thinking, well, that was super odd. I mentioned before that my great-grandma was extremely anal about the cleanliness of her furniture. Well, I worked two full jobs, and <laughs> that shit got dusty every once in a while. I'd be, in my li- I'd be in my room gaming or getting ready for bed, and I'd hear her agitatedly calling my name from my living room. There were a couple of times that my older tattooed boyfriend and I would start fooling around in the bathroom Ew. and my hair dryer would my hair dryer from her would kick on for absolutely no reason. <laughs> that is so hysterical. That is hysterical. She's like she's like cock blocking from heaven. That is hysterical. Typical great great. You know what you do. Like your nasty little juvenile delinquent boyfriends <laughs> over there. Get him away from why, my high dryer. Why is every ghost jersey? I don't know. <laughs> That's is, all I know. Here's <laughs> honestly what I would do: bring you bring that hair dryer to your wedding night and see if it goes off. <laughs> and then you're like, okay. Any Jesus. objections? <laughs> 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 oh god oh we're so weird oh my god i just thought something terrible are you going would we go to hell if you said it out loud now i mean i'm already going to hell so i'm gonna might as well say it and if we if if we have to edit out we edit out but she's probably gonna be like you you said blow (laughs) you said blow that kind of blow folks that's lily's mind in a nutshell yeah okay (coughs) away from blowjobs hair dryer now the buttons was (laughs) this is staying on the buttons would still be in the off position i now assume this was because she was extremely conservative and was trying to stop us yeah see i (laughs) can't 
I kept writing it off as my imagination or a fluke, but then the answering machine did its little trick again, not once, but twice, each time different friends in different conversations. After the third time, I gave up on that phone and put just a regular corded one with no answering machine. Mm -hmm. I also started to pay more attention to her furniture, and eventually the haunting stopped. I moved sometime after, and a lot of her furniture went to storage. I still own a few of the things, but I think she was most particular about the end tables, which I got rid of. Because of this experience and all the things I've researched on the subject, I've developed the standpoint that people's energy can remain with loved objects after they pass away. My grandmother loved her furniture, talking on the phone, and her hair. I have never dealt with anything like this since, and I'm nearly 32. Lynn. That's That's crazy. roller coaster. Yeah. But I, I mean, I agree. I do think that people can be attached to objects that they have that sentimentality to, you know? Absolutely. I mean... I don't know what I'd... What would you... If you passed away, what would you be connected to? That isn't like, you know, your phone or your laptop. Probably... Either my gold necklace that I wear all the time. Because, I mean, it's literally attached to me. Or, to be corny, I guess maybe my boxing gloves. Oh, I love that. What about you? Um, My bed and my Mm. weekly pill planner. Well... Ghosts gotta stay happy. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, even a ghost needs Prozac every Ooh, now. Ooh, but then. wow, a bed—that is a good one. My I'd want to haunt my bed too. Oh, it's yeah. a Tempur-Pedic. I, oh, you have a Tempur-Pedic? Yeah. I hate you. I have my mom's old mattress from college. <laughs> Do you really? No, that's in the guest room. I think. Oh. I think, no, I, I honestly think we got rid of it, but I think yeah, that was my mom like brought it from Iowa, from her apartment in Iowa. In Iowa. The, and it was the guest bedroom. Uh, bed, and then when we moved, we got a new one for the guest bedroom because we were living large. But regardless, I don't have a Tempur-Pedic, but my bed's comfy as hell. I feel like it's what you make of the bed. Everyone has different preferences, and I mean, it's, I don't think, I don't think it's, at, well, it's Mike's bed, but it's, it's not a tempur I think it's like a Bob-Pedic, but it's like the Tempur-Pedic yeah, material. Yeah, it's the same vibe, yeah. But you can get like those little covers that are like thick and has like the memory foam and it like feels like the same thing. Yeah. We're not spending like a thousand bucks. Yeah, or like, yeah, I have, listen, I don't know what kind of mattress I have, but I love it. I like to feel like I'm sleeping on a cloud. Yes. But I like a firm pillow. Yes. So I want to have like, I have like a cushy pillow that is essentially has nothing left. Like mm-hmm. it's in the pillowcase and there's just like no, nothing, like no substance. Uh-huh. Like, and I put that underneath, like, my firm memory foam. I have a memory yes. foam pillow. Yes. And then my head kind of sinks in. And, like, so, like, I have the sturdy support. Yes. But it's not, like, I'm flopping over uh-huh. on the bed. I like the firm support of a pillow because I can wrap my arms around it and, like, yeah. just have, have that support. Have you seen those boyfriend pillows? Hysterical. Donate to our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> you can get me a boyfriend pillow. Let's raise money for our Patreon so that we can get Lily a boyfriend pillow. <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, Lil, you want to take it away? Yep, absolutely. So this one is called Creepy Events After Buying an Antique. The post says, hello, all. I hope this is the right area to post this. Side note from Lily right here, right now. Of course it's the right time to post. Or the it's right always area. the right time to post always it. Always the right place to post something on the internet. I mean, hello. We're doing it right now. So it says, growing up, I've always been interested in history, more specifically World War II history. As I got older, I began buying and collecting helmets from the war. It's a very expensive hobby, but well worth it. And you know what? I agree. I actually, I love history. History is my favorite subject in school. And I've been watching a lot of Pawn Stars. um, I love watching documentaries and, oh, Pawn Stars. Pawn Stars is good. 
really um, good. So, you know what? I can really, I understand this person. Um, a while back, I purchased a helmet that was an original German army helmet from the Second World War. That's awesome. Shit. Nothing seemed different or out of the ordinary until one night. I was in my house and in my bedroom on the upstairs area watching TV. Out of nowhere, I heard four extremely loud bangs coming from my basement area. They sounded exactly like a hammer nailing a nail in the wall. The only, uh, the only people home at the time were me and my older brother. My dad was working his late shift. He's a police officer. I went outside of my room and opened my brother's door, and he was asleep with earbuds in. Keep in mind, this was around 12.30 a.m. I went back in my room and continued to watch TV. And then around 1.15 a.m., I heard three more loud bangs that sounded just like the first set of four. I decided to go downstairs, turning all the lights on in the process. When I reached my living room, I saw my dog, Jake, standing at the entrance of my basement door, looking straight down the stairs where it was pitch black. I'm picturing right now um, Amityville Horror. When mm. he's coming from the basement. Yes. He was growling and the hair on his neck was standing up. Mm. I turned on the basement light and started walking down the stairs, trying to get Jake to follow me, but he would not. At this point... He was acting more nervous than aggressive. I made it to my basement and started looking around and found nothing out of the ordinary. I went back upstairs to my room where I called my dad to tell him what had happened, but he did not answer. As I hung the phone up, I felt a burning on my right calf area. I took off my pants and found what looked like three scratch marks. All this happened about four days after I got that helmet, which at that time I kept in my basement. Since then, I've moved out into my mm. own apartment and still have that helmet. Nothing else has happened yet. I just wanted to share this to see if anyone had any possible ideas or something. Nice. Mm. Do you have any possible ideas or something? But if he still has the helmet, is he still having the parent? But he said nothing's happened yet. Maybe it's basement's haunted, not necessarily the helmet. Yeah, but why wasn't it happening before, before the, helmet? the helmet? Yeah. That's the kind of thing where, especially if you're interested in history, is this a guy or a girl who wrote this? But I don't... Uh, especially if this person is interested in history, look up the history of the house. Yeah. You know, and Maybe the person that died in that house had, had relation to... Yes. I know that I have my... I think it's my mom has an uncle who fought in World War One Or had. Okay. Or like a great uncle or something. And... Um, he had something, and my my great uncle was in the navy, and we have some of his uniforms and everything. Wow. Yeah. That's um, like creepy, probably I, to look at. It's fascinating. Yeah. But, but I don't think they were ever like in like intense combat. Yeah. You know, like that that helmet probably you know assumingly was like went through some crazy it, shit. Yeah. That that helmet seen some shit. I mean, mm -hmm. it's also possible that I don't know. There's so many possibilities. There's a lot of things that are possible with that situation. This is, this is but I think that that would be more logical if there was something in that house that had some relation to that helmet, like in regards to that time period. Yeah. Um, what, I think that would make more sense. Yeah, what other collect, you know, what other collector's items does the person who wrote this have? This is something I might go back and read the um, comments and see if anyone asked any questions and they responded. Yeah. You know, saying, you know, w w were there more... World War One, you know, uh, uniforms 
And then something clicked, like it was like it made maybe not the whole uniform, but did she have a helmet from the other side? Yeah. Or, you know, there's so many. If there was more detail, but I kind of like it not having detail because then I get to imagine my own. That's the best part of this (laughs) is that we can just come up with so many different theories. But yeah, clearly it's, you know, also always trust a dog. Always, for Dogs sure. Dogs at nothing. I mean, Animals have that ass, sixth sense. They do. You can always tell how some, but what a kind of person somebody is. And I think I might have said this in a previous episode by the way small children react and by the way animals react. For sure. They know, I agree. You know, they know. Their minds are so If simple. my dog doesn't like you, I can't like you. That's exactly. just what it comes down to. That's and the golden rule. My dog, I mean, I don't like anyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. I love you, Rebecca. Thanks. There are there are a few people though that I remember my old dog just did not like. Does it make sense why he didn't like them? Well, you know, they for the most part were all just really tall. Oh. And I think he was intimidated, and he was a rescue. It's so a dominance they, thing they, too. It was all tall men. Mm-hmm. So maybe he, yeah yeah he clearly was a you know didn't come from a good place. Maybe it was a tall man that abused him exactly. or something. So that's Aww, our guess. But baby. other than that, you know, mm-hmm. he was gregarious and all that stuff. All right. So, yes, I have my final story, and this is written by Anonymous. It's a good one, so buckle down, folks. All right. It reads, Many years ago, when my daughter was young, I had bought her a novelty balloon of a rabbit for being good in the store while shopping. Going home, she wanted to show Grandma her balloon, so we stopped by my mother-in-law's house. It was this huge old Victorian manor-like house, beautiful but creepy at night. This was evening around 7 p.m. in late fall, so it got dark early. We entered the house through the back door into the big kitchen, which was dark, and so we took the narrow hallway into the big living room where we saw the light of the TV, and there sat my mother-in-law watching TV in the dark. I flipped on the huge chandelier flooding the room with a soft white light, and my my daughter ran to her grandma saying, Look, Grandma! And she handed the balloon to her grandma, and she slipped the balloon loose, flew to the top of the huge vaulted ceilings, which is a good 15 to 18 feet high. My daughter started crying and wanted us to get her balloon for her, but it was way too high for someone to reach without an extension ladder, and since Grandpa was in bed and Dad was at work, we explained that she had to wait till tomorrow. She pitched a fit and threw herself onto the couch and cried. Yeah, and Grandma says, let's go get some hot chocolate, okay? And my brat said, no, I want my balloon. (laughs) And I said, come on, Grandma, let's go get some hot chocolate. And if she wants some, she can follow us in there. Otherwise, she'll just go without. And Grandma and I walked into the kitchen. We'd been in there maybe about 15 minutes when my daughter comes running into the kitchen, pulling her balloon behind her. Shocked, we asked her, did she wake Grandpa up to get it for her? And she matter-of-factly says, no, the little girl got it for me. We asked her what little girl, and she pointed to the living room. We assumed, even though it didn't look like it, that the helium had dropped enough to lower the the balloon to where she can get it. Mm -hmm. We stayed and visited, and in the interim, my daughter fell asleep, and I took her into the living room to lay her down on the couch, and her balloon slipped again and rose to the ceiling. I didn't stress it because she was asleep, and by morning, she'd forget she even had a balloon. Long story shorter, we went back the next day because she remembered her balloon and my mother-in-law started to tell us about the creepy activities that happened after we left the night before. She said she couldn't get out of her head what my daughter had said about the little girl and when she went into the living room to watch the news on TV that the balloon, which just minutes before had been up at the top of the ceiling, was now at the level of what a child, my daughter's size, would be like if she were holding it. She said she was shocked But being into spiritualism, she said, it's okay. If you want to play with the balloon, you can take it with you. 
No sooner had she said that the balloon started moving, again at the height of a five or six-year-old, and made its way to the doorway that entered into the larger foyer and the spiral staircase and stopped against the closed door, bumping, in, bumping into the door several times, almost as if the spirit had gone through the door, but the physical object of the balloon couldn't. I know, this is giving me chills. My mother-in-law then walks over and opens the door into the darkened foyer and um, steps back, watching the balloon make its way to the staircase and then slowly bob its way up the staircase as if a child were carrying it up the steps one at a time. I don't like this story. <laughs> I think it's so freaking creepy. I, I love it. I drive home alone in the dark after hearing shit like this. Just go the other way if you see a balloon. She watched her go all the way up the stairs and stop at the top landing. My mother-in-law said she could feel someone was watching her from the top, and so she said, it's okay, and the balloon slowly started moving up the top banister into one of the bedrooms. She closed the door and went to bed just a little spooked. The next day, she woke up to find the balloon standing at her bedside <gasps> as if the child was staring at her sleeping. Startled, she got up and quickly walked out of her bedroom and went into the kitchen where my father-in-law and mother-in-law's mother were now up eating breakfast. My mother-in-law decided she wasn't going to say anything to anyone. But as soon as she sat down to eat, her mother-in-law says, Who's that pretty little girl that came into my room with a balloon last night? My mother-in-law said, What little girl? What did she look like? Hoping her, hope my, hoping her, mo- uh, her mother-in-law would describe my daughter. No such luck. Her mother says, oh, she's beautiful. She has long blonde hair and big blue eyes, and she's wearing a pretty blue and white dress. But her eyes are so sad looking like she's been crying. My mother-in-law quickly changed the subject and then told me about it when we arrived. I said, I'm getting that balloon and destroying it. And my (laughs) mother-in-law goes, oh, don't. If that little girl likes it, let her have it. I said, okay, but enough of this popping in on people. So I walked into the foyer and set up the stairs. Okay, little girl. You can have the balloon, but you can only play with it upstairs. No more coming downstairs with it. Do you hear me? No more downstairs. As I stood there waiting for who knows what, a sudden wind comes rushing from upstairs down the stairs and a door slams loudly shut. (gasps) Freaked out, I ran back into the living room and shut the foyer door, locking it. My mother-in-law said that every so often she'd see the doorknob turn like someone on the other side was trying to open the door. It was sad and creepy that the stupid balloon wouldn't deflate or shrink. Then one day, it was just gone, disappeared, and no one ever mentioned the little girl again. It was like once the balloon was gone, the little girl went with it. Wow. That, like, every time I read that story, it gives me chills. Like, I can't even This sounds like believe. a scary story to tell in the dark. Like, yes! what level this uh, is on. Wow. They should just make a short film about this, because that is so crazy. Blue and white dress. And of, I'm glad that there was a little blue in there, though. Yeah. Change it up. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, that was my last story. Wow. Wow. I know. Doesn't that leave you speechless? That's insane. Insane. That's the kind. That was your last story? Yeah, that was my last one. Had to go out with a bang. All right. Well, this one's funny. Kind of. I like that. Well, I like the, the the intro is very funny because it reminds me of my dad. All right, let's hear it. I have a rule in my house. Do not go to garage sales, estate sales, or antique stores. Buy something and bring it into the house without me being there to check it. <laughs> now, 
Before I continue with this story, I remember when we were moving, my mom and I, I was, I was really sad because it was my childhood home. Mm-hmm. And my mom, my dad moved around a lot as a kid, but like my mom grew up in the same house where her parents still live. So she really only had two homes. Yeah. Like she lived other places, obviously, in apartments and stuff, but she really had the house where she grew up and the house where her kids grew up. Yeah. So we were both like, to distract ourselves, we would just go, you know, and like noodle around in thrift shops and stuff and buy things for the new house to kind of like, you know, work on the bright side of it. And I remember my dad called me once and he was like, what are you girls up to? And I'm like, we're at the thrift store. And he was like, if you bring more shit into the house, (laughs) I want no junk in this house. That sounds like my dad. Yeah. He was like, I want like, it was, it was hilarious. It's like, when we were when we were packing up, he's like, "Feel free to get rid of anything that we didn't bring into the house on purpose." <laughs> you find these things, and we don't need them. And then, of course, we went to the thrift shop with him, and he was like, "Can we get this?" Yes, of course. He has like a big thing of army men, uh, and we're like, "Really, really, really, really Michael?" <laughs> Anyways, all right. So let's do this. Let me go back up. I went on a side note. Okay, yeah. So. My fa- so his reason is a little different. It says, my family has a history of being sensitive to spirits or whatever they are, and too many times did my mother or another family member bring something into the home doing so. My mother should have known better since she was the one I seem to have gotten most of it from. My father does too, but he denies it most of the time and pushes it away to try to, trying to rationalize it as something else. I lived in houses with ghosts slash whatever they are most of my entire almost my entire life after living in two places which weren't haunted i will not do it anymore the peace is too nice i can just like hear this in my father's voice like don't get this shit we don't need my father who now lives with me and my wife tells me how one of the people at church knows another person who is getting rid of their outdoor freezer this is great because with hunting season coming up we have a place to store the meat as well as getting bulk at costco well, that was the most American thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> From a church. Yeah, so American. Costco, hunting. Yeah, like buying in bulk. Yeah. That was what got me. This is the most American me. sentence I've ever heard, and I like it. Well, that's not all he brought over that day with the family friend. Not only did he bring the freezer, but a ton of stuff from this old lady who was just getting rid of things. Old CDs, suitcases with some clothes, old crafting materials, glass pitchers with silver rings on them, chairs, and some plastic wrap. Most of it is just junk we're going to donate. I don't know why he took all this stuff. He doesn't even want it. I think he was just being nice to help this lady clear things out. The few craft items are great for when the nieces come out and it gives them things to do. However, I started noticing something walking around the backyard. It would even cast a shadow onto the house against the living room wall as it passed. I knew this wasn't something normal for the house, and I didn't want it freaking out our 11-month-old, so I went to investigate the next day. I told my wife about it and went into the backyard where everything was. I pinpointed exactly where it was and grabbed the box saying, It's this! I instantly let it go and backed up. It wasn't a very nice feeling. What was the box? It was the plastic wrap. Nothing Hmm. else. Just that thick, rolled-up plastic wrap box. I thought it was the pictures or the the pictures with the silver. Nope. It was just the freaking plastic wrap. (laughs) I couldn't even go near it as it started making me sick. Nothing evil, just very unpleasant. 
I told my wife, who grabbed the box and threw it away. I could literally feel it move. Like, hmm. it was forced to always be a certain distance from it, which was about the distance it was when it would be when it would cast the shadow through the back sliding door onto the living room. It felt so much better, but I told her it, it had to be moved ASAP from where it was in the garbage because it was now directly against our house near the baby's room and my father's room. I moved the trash can into the middle of the backyard, away from the house and the neighbor's house. I could feel whatever it was being really agitated as I did it. Guess what? Because of the distance from the house and the angle it's at, I don't catch the movement anymore and can enjoy my backyard. It'll be there until trash day on Monday. <laughs> when I look out, though, every so often you can, you can catch something moving near the trash can. Since my wife isn't nearly as open as I am to this kind of thing, she's in charge now for... She's in charge for now to put the garbage out there. I just spat all over. I'm sorry. <laughs> wife, it's weird the thing was attached to that. I told her maybe there was a lot of emotion when they were using it or something. I don't know. It's like someone died. She told me the woman's husband died recently, and that's why they had gotten rid of a bunch of stuff. I'm a little annoyed at my father about it, but he didn't really know. Why would you even, th why would you even think something would attach itself to an object like that anyway? First, I had come across it. Dolls? Yeah. Bed sheets? Sure. Guitar? You bet. Dishes even. But a box of thick plastic wrap? Just this time. <laughs> what a way to end. I know. I love it. This this story was called They'll Attach Themselves to the Strangest Things. That is like so that. accurate. Like, that's how you know anything could be haunted. Because if plastic wrap can be haunted, anything could be haunted. That is the most random Funniest so haunted story I heard. I know, right? I love it. It's funny because it's kind of just like, what the... F y yeah. It's a big what the fuck. I love how they're making it lighthearted, though. And not like, oh, I wonder... Yeah. I wonder what the what the attachment was. Like we said earlier, you know, you'd be attached to your Buy plastic wrap. Gloves. You know, why plastic wrap? Was yeah. he like... Did he like preserving things? Yeah. Oh, my God. Did he smother? Probably not. He's into asphyxiation or whatever. I, I can't even say that word. I can't Asphyxiation. Asphyxiation. All right. All right, guys. So on that note, um, thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any suggestions uh, for our podcast episodes, you can email us at justgoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at JGT Podcast. Our Instagram. Podcast. Our Facebook. Podcast. Our closed Facebook group. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our Patreon. Just Ghouly Things Podcast. And <laughs> if you or someone you know has a paranormal story that they'd like to share or you'd like to share with us, please email us at JustGhoulyThingsPodcast at gmail.com. Thank you guys again for listening, <laughs> Boo <Apple> Things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and on that note, goodbye. Bye.